We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are in the home stretch of the offseason now. We're so close to that first NFL Sunday kickoff when the Chargers will play the Washington football team at FedEx Field. It's so close. I can taste it. But first, we got to go through training camp and the preseason. And to go through those two things, you got to be looking your best. You know, Steven and Tyler will be at training camp and they can't go there looking like schlubs, right? Steven's got to, you know, trim his beard a little bit using that Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. And Tyler, well, he's got to shave all that peach fuzz off his face. He's more in my situation. But regardless of your facial hair length or whatever situation you're in, whether you're playing football or at a job, in school, you want to use Manscaped to look your best no matter the situation. Just like the grass that gets cut right before that first NFL Sunday, you want to feel fresh too. So you can go to manscaped.com and use code GUILTY for your first uh, purchase at checkout. You can buy whatever you want, whether you have a beard or not. They got tons of stuff for everybody, whether it's the boxer briefs, whether it's the gels and everything they have. Just go to Manscaped and use the promo code GUILTY for 20% off your first purchase. Here's the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. We're finally here. We're super close to training camp. I'm not sure when this video is going to go up, either the day of the first day of training camp or the day before, so either Tuesday or Wednesday, but I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to going to see at least one practice in the first week. Um, as you can see, I got my Derwin James jersey on for everyone that was saying I don't have Chargers gear. I don't have it in my back. Well, I have it. I just like, don't like to share it off and, and wear it, but I'm probably going to be wearing this Derwin jersey one of the days at training camp, so if you see me, uh, you'll probably see me in this Sterling jersey. So let's get to the video. So today we're going to be examining the skill position players for the Chargers from 2020 stats. And we're going to see how they compare to other players. So what I did was I created a model for receivers and then I created a model for running backs to compare to help compare which running backs were the most similar to one another. So I think this is easier if I just share my screen and go over this with you guys. So this is the wide receiver. So uh, wide receiver part. So what I did was I created a clustering model. So a cluster is basically a group of players that, are, that have a lot of similarities when it comes to stats. So the stats I used to make this cluster model to help differentiate receivers and to compare receivers were, were yards after catch per reception. So like, like a Debo Samuel type guy, 
average depth of target. It's like a deep threat guy, like a Jalen Guyton. Yards per reception, this could be a guy that just takes the top off the defense um, or just is a good receiver in general. Um, yards per out run, I think this is one of the best metrics to uh, evaluate wide receiver and running back efficiency and tight end. Slot rate to help differentiate which receivers are mainly slot receivers. Drop rate, oh, sorry, drop rate, um, you know, which receivers has the, have the best hands and are reliable uh, to throw to um, on a consistent basis. And then contested reception, so like your Mike Williams. Right, so I'm just gonna go over the clusters quick with you guys. So the cluster one are, I classified them as the slot guys. Okay, so slot guys have a high slot rate. So they play in the slot a lot. They have a low yards per reception and a low average depth of targets. So they're probably the guys that play in the slot and go over the middle most often and are like the security blanket for the quarterback. Cluster two, uh, they didn't have a real defining feature about them. I call them the do it all guys because they didn't really play in the slot a lot. So they were mostly outside receivers. And they just had a low contested reception. So they weren't really like a physical freak in nature. They were they just did everything at an average level. Cluster three, the studs. So the studs had a high yards per route run. So they're super efficient, low drop rate. So they're reliable and a high yards per reception. So they're not just a, they're not one dimensional. You can target them in the short, intermediate, and deep passing game. Cluster four called them Mr. Sticky Hands. These guys had a low drop rate, hence the name uh, Mr. Sticky Hands. They had a high yards after catch and a high slot rate. So um, we're going to be going over the players in these clusters, especially just for the Chargers. But you can uh, you can tell you know, where this is going. Cluster five, uh, I, I thought this was my most creative title. I called them probably played basketball before because they had a high contested reception. So they either were a jump ball god or they had a really inaccurate quarterback that made it tough for them to catch the ball when they were wide open. They had a high average depth of target and then a low cap yards after catch per reception. So most likely a jump ball guy. And then cluster six are your boom, boomer bus guys. So high a dot, high drop rate. So that's the bus part of it. And then high yards after catch and high yard perception. So these are just your speed demons. Okay, so here, um, I can't really zoom in without showing the entire thing, uh, but you can kind of see every receiver and what cluster they're in. There's a couple names down at the bottom. I'm sorry. Hold on. I, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit tough to like just crop this. Per okay, there we go. So as we can see, the chart, I'm just going to go straight to where the Chargers receivers are. So this Keenan Allen uh, the Chargers wide receiver one, he's in cluster four, right? So these are the uh, Mr. Sticky Hands guys. So it, Keenan does have a pretty low drop rate, which is good. He's being compared to guys like Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Cole Beasley, Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, right? So they fit under this category of they play in the slot a lot. They don't drop the ball a lot and they have a high yards after catch, which makes sense, right? Like this analysis and the model that I made makes sense in the fact that Keenan Allen falls in this category and other players of his caliber and of his um, ability fall in this category as well. Okay, so the next name, Mike Williams, he falls in cluster five. These were the probably probably played basketball before guys, which again makes sense. Mike Williams is 6'4", one of the tallest receivers in the league. And remember, cluster five has the important has the features of high yards per reception, high contested receptions, and then low slot rate, right? So he doesn't, Mike Williams barely plays in the slot, but he has a very, very high yards after uh, yards per reception, right? Which makes sense because he's a big jump ball guy. And so other guys that fit into this category, Allen Robinson, 
uh, Devontae Parker, DJ Shark, AJ Green, so Michael Thomas. So remember, it's not just about the yards per reception. I know it doesn't seem like Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson are these big jump ball guys, but they also do garner a lot of contested receptions. Allen Robinson's contested receptions are because Trubisky and Nick Foles are terrible and one of the worst were, were one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league last year. And so they were highly inaccurate with their passes, which means Robinson was most likely, most likely making a lot of contested receptions uh, throughout the season. And then Michael Thomas, I know it seems like he should be maybe in this uh, cluster three, but again, this is only 2020 stats. And one of the things about the Saints offense is Drew Brees has pinpoint accuracy to the point where he can fit a ball in any window, even if it's contested, right? So that's where Mike Williams falls, which I think makes sense as well. Finally, cluster six is where Jalen Guyton falls. Remember, cluster six is the broom or bust category. So you have higher perception, high average depth of target, high drop rate. So that's the bust aspect of it. And again, everything makes sense here, right? Jalen Guyton, he was either taking the top off for a 50-yard touchdown or, I mean, he didn't really get a lot of intermediate to short um, routes that he ran and, and receptions, but he was mostly a deep threat guy. And the other guys in this category follow that as well, like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, right? We all saw how he can drop the ball on a wide open go route, but then he also makes a beautiful catch over his shoulder and he takes a 70 yards to the house. McCole Hardman falls in that category. KJ Hamler, high drop rate. Uh, Judy, very high drop rate. Um, they all fall into this category. Okay. Uh, so that is, that is where uh, the Chargers wide receivers rank. If you want, if you like this picture also, uh, this picture is pretty much looking at where every team's wide receiver one falls under. Uh, so you can see Keenan Allen, if you want to pause it and just look at everyone, but Keenan Allen falls under this cluster with these specific wide receiver ones. Okay, now we're going to go on to the running backs. So again, I did the same, I, I built the same model clustering, but I only did it for running backs. So what I did was I took the explosive run rate. So this is when the, the running backs rushing yards over expected is greater than 10. Negative run rate where rushing yards over expected is less than five for a carry. Uh, a running back's yard after contact per attempt, a running back's yards per route run. So this is to measure uh, receiving efficiency. Their wide receiver snap rate. So which, receive, which running backs lined up at receiver a lot and uh, the no amount of broken tackles per attempt. So the whole point of this cluster model was to differentiate how running backs got their yards, right? So some running backs are speed demons. They get a lot of yards before the carry, but they're not really good at breaking tackles, right? So that's why I have something like yards after contact per attempt. So this helps to differentiate the type of, of running backs in, in the NFL, right? So obviously I used a filter. I only, I think I only used running backs that had like uh, 75 carries or something. So the only three chargers running backs that fall, fell in this category from last year are Eckler, Joshua Kelly, and then Kalen Balage. So again, let's just quickly go over the clusters. So cluster one, uh, shouldn't be getting carries. These are guys, these are guys with a low broken tackles per attempt, low yards after contact per attempt, and then a low wide receiver snap rate. Okay, so these are very inefficient running backs and probably should only be a backup in the NFL. Cluster two is big playability. So these guys have a high explosive run rate, but also a high negative run rate. So pretty boom or bust, but more on the side of boom because they also have a large or a pretty high yards after contact per attempt. Okay, cluster three are the only use them on third down running backs. So these are your th 3D RBs, if you play Madden or something like that. Um, so these guys have a high negative run rate. So they're very inefficient in the running game. They have a high wide receiver snap rate. So they line up at receiver uh, 
at a re relatively high rate compared to other running backs. And they have a low explosive run rate. So again, very inefficient in the ground game. Cluster four, uh, these are where most of the best running backs fell under. I call these guys Mr. Reliable because they had a low negative run rate. So they weren't going to hurt you when they ran the ball. They had a high yards per out run. So they were super efficient in the pass game and they had a high broken tackles per attempt. So you could rely on them to make something out of a play when there was nothing to start. And finally, we have the low efficiency power back. So these guys have a high yards after contact per attempt, a high broken tackles per attempt, but they had a relatively low explosive run rate. So while they did break a lot of tackles, it wasn't going for many yards, if that makes sense. Okay, and just like we did last time, let's take a look at where every, okay. All the Chargers running backs fell in cluster three. I'm just gonna say it right now because the table is kind of big. So cluster three only use them on third down. So a high negative run rate, and low explosive run rate. So very inefficient in the run game. And they lined up at receiver a lot. <laughs> so Austin, Austin Eckler's there, Joshua Kelly's there, and Kalen Balaj is there. So what do we make of this, right? Like it's, it's very disappointing to see three charges running backs in a cluster where it doesn't seem like there contains a lot of good backs in the league, right? Well, the thing about uh, the rush, the explosive run rate and negative run rate is it's built on this rushing yards over expected, expected metric uh, made by my friend Thage. We did an episode in the past together talking about Joe Lombardi and defenses like that. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. But he actually built a rushing yards over expected metric just on stats alone and not from tracking data. So this doesn't really account for offensive line play or scheme. So it, it's tough to really evaluate a running back unless you're using tracking data or unless you have an average to above average offensive line because most of a running back's yards are dictated by number one offensive line play or number two how many defenders are in the box now again Eckler Kelly and Balaj fell into this cluster where it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good running backs and so I checked it out right I checked out which clusters have the highest rushing yards over expected uh on average and you know, surely enough, cluster three, which is the cluster that all the Chargers running backs are in, have the worst mean rushing yards ever expected. So this is the cluster that Eckler, Kelly, and Balaj were in was the worst cluster when it came to running the ball. Now, again, running back play is mostly dictated by offensive line play and uh, the number of defenders in the box. But it's still pretty sad to see that you know those three fell into a cluster where it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good running backs because there isn't. Like guys like uh, Duke Johnson, Daryl Henderson, Chase Edmonds, uh, Naheem Hines, J.D. McKissick, Jarek McKinnon. Like these are not guys that are bell cow backs. These are the guys that come in on third down and can catch a check down and take it for five, 10 yards, right? And that's, that's ultimately where the Chargers running backs fell last season. And it's not something that we want to see going into next year. And hopefully we can get some movement around where, you know, Eckler falls into a more efficient cluster, maybe like a cluster two or a cluster four. And again, here's the, here's the graphic if you want to pause and look at where every team's running back one fell under. Uh, so again, Eckler fell into that range with Akers, Swift, and, Mc, and Mixon. All right, so that's going to take us to the end of the video today. I hope you enjoyed looking at a model that I built all by myself using a tutorial made by Alex Stern. If you don't know who Alex Stern is, he actually just got hired a couple of weeks ago by the Chargers. Uh, as a research analyst in their analytics department. I'm super happy for him. Uh, he's been great with his tutorial and we've actually talked a little bit on Twitter and he's a great guy in general. I'm excited to see what he does for the Chargers 
and what his role is going to be. And I'm, I'm sure he's going to uh, succeed in it. So big thanks to him for his tutorial and uh, congrats to him for getting hired by the Chargers as a research analyst in their analytics department. So again, I hope you enjoyed looking at some, where some of the Chargers players fell. Um, you know, I hope to see some of you guys there at training camp and uh, maybe we can go over what I saw, what overall, what, what happened in training camp in my next episode. And, and then again, I'll see you guys there. And I probably, I think Tyler and Steven are going to be there as well to so make sure to go say hi to them if you get a chance. And with that, as always, bolt up.